Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome everybody to the December 20th, 2020 edition of White Cat. I am your host, Aaron Weiss, alongside the Milledgeville Mamba himself, Bryant K. Stinson. Yo, 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 Dude, we're back. We're recording on Discord. Uh, it feels good. We're not using OBS. OBS can kiss my butt. Um, Skype actually has been good to me for Weiss camera action. Skype's been really good. Um, you know, sometimes I've thought about going back to there, but I like the control of Discord because it records our audio separately. And for example, if I cough while you're talking, I can mute that cough. Whereas if we record on Skype, it's all one track and I can't mute it. So right. it it gives a lot more control for editing. Um, ladies and gentlemen, our boy Craig is back mm. behind the glass. Craig, man, we missed him. Mm-hmm. He, he he was. He was straight up broke. Yeah, he was. Also, Brian, I have some more uh, exciting news. I'm asking for a MIDI keyboard for Christmas, and so I'm going to start composing our um, music and transition music. Oh, cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. Adding layers. Adding layers. I mean, soon, soon uh, I'm going to have a whole podcast studio i'm going to try to have a two-bedroom apartment and the second bedroom is going to be the podcast studio that's exciting instead of just it being the corner of my bedroom where it is right now (laughs) it's a space yeah um but enough about that this week this is not bedroom brian (laughs) yeah 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 it's not but this week Bryant and I are talking about our favorite games of 2020, as well as the egregious launch of Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. If if you like that and you want to be a part of the show, go to patreon.com slash Weisscast, where you can ask your questions that you want to be aired on the podcast. Also, the $1 uh, tier gets Patreon supporters uh, a mention in the credits, as well as a shout out during the show. Big thanks to our producers, Chrono Slinger and Pepe Danger. Man, what a crew! Also, you can write in um, at the one dollar tier and be a part of the show. But we haven't had anyone do that in almost three years. But hey, there's a uh, first time for everything. If you don't have any chance to toss our way, no big deal. You can catch the show each and every week each and every Sunday on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. Weisscast hasn't posted in a while. And it's getting it's getting to the time of year where even though we might have more time to record, we still are like on a break from everything else. So we actually will be closing out the year with this week and the next week, an episode of Weisscast. 
Um, Weisscast is not taking a, a break. We've already had our break unintentionally. Um, and we do it for you, the fans. But Weiss Camera Action is taking a one-week break. Um, next week, there will be no Weiss Camera Action. And the following week, we will be starting the new series, which... Actually, Bryant, listen to this. This is a hot. This is hot goss. Uh, Alex and I posted the the polls for um, the next review, and it was Twilight and Mission Impossible. And on Twitter, Twilight won. On Instagram, Mission Impossible won. But we counted the votes. And it was exactly tied. There were 16 votes, and there was eight votes for each. You know what that means? You have to do the Alien series. Honestly, maybe we should. Maybe I we mean, should, you know, change, the, change it up a little bit. Change it up. Anytime there's a tie, you have to have a, a mystery third series. It's I like that twist. I like that twist. I, I will run it by Erica and Alex. Um... But yeah, so Weisscast is not taking a break. Um, we don't need a break. We've been on a break. You know what I mean? Like, we're we're ready to go with these with these episodes the next few weeks. Um, stay tuned for next Sunday when Bryant and I talk about something. Maybe favorite movies of 2020, even though there's been like two of them. Um, we could talk about favorite TV show or miniseries. We could include that in there. Who who knows? And also, the exclusive Patreon episode will be going up on the last day of the year, December 31st, where Bryant, Alex, Erica, and I will be creating the Star Wars tier list. This is the official tier list of Weisscast for Star Wars. The four of us will be collaborating, saying which movies are God tier and which are F tier, and everything in between. Um, be looking forward to that. It'll be a Patreon exclusive. It probably will hold exclusivity for about a month. I think I think that's a good idea. Patreon exclusivity for a month, so by the time the next Patreon exclusive episode comes out, the last one goes to podcast services. So make make sure to be subscribed to both Wisecast and Wise Camera Action because they'll probably alternate months, which gets the patreon exclusive episode that was hard for me to say uh today's episode is brought to you by weiss camera action but more on that later for now hold on we haven't been we haven't been sponsored by cheetos yet no i keep emailing cheetos i keep saying i have chester in my rolodex you know what i'm saying and i email him and he's like hey no wow at least he responds. Nice guy. Yeah, at least he, at least he responds. Yeah. Nice guy. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. Uh, let's read the news. Bryant, we don't really have much news today, but how many how many articles do we have? Like like seventeen. A baker's dozen. Yep. yep. So. The the main thing news wise that we want to talk about today, ladies and germs, is 
the egregious launch of Cyberpunk 2077. This article comes from The Verge, written by Jay Peters. And it says, Cyberpunk, or Sony is officially pulling Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store and offering full refunds. It starts with that exact same sentence. Sony is pulling 20, Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store and offering full refunds for anyone who bought the game from the digital storefront, the company said on Thursday. If you want to start the refund process now, Sony says to visit the site and sign in your PlayStation account to submit the request. However, later on Thursday evening, Sony said it is, quote, aware some users are experiencing issues, end quote accessing the refund form if you're seeing issues and you may you may want to try again later cyberpunk 2077 has already been removed from the playstation store for a few of the verge staffers on their playstation 5s and the game doesn't come up in a search for cyberpunk 2077 on a web version of the store following older online listings links to the game will show its store page but with the option to wishlist it only the, the tweet says, quote, Sony Interactive Entertainment strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction, and we will begin offering a full refund for all gamers who purchase Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store and once a refund. Please visit the following link to initiate the refund. Sorry, I needed some water. Blair's have found that Cyberpunk 2077, which has only been out for a little more than a week, has been riddled with bugs, and while the game looks and performs well in backwards compatibility mode on the PS5, it is prone to routine crashes and a number of distracting visual glitches. On PS4, however, the game fares a lot worse. Eurogamer reported poor performance, low frame rate, and texture pop-in. Sony's move comes just days after Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red said people said people unsatisfied with their purchase on PS4 or Xbox One should request a refund. Yet, due to Sony's stringent refund policy, many who bought digital versions of the game from the PlayStation Store were unable to get refunds. Players who bought on Xbox One version of the game have reported better luck with Microsoft's generous refund policy. CD Patrick Red posted a note to its investor website disclosing Sony's decision, saying, quote, The decision to disclose Sony's... Dis- Wait, the decision was undertaken following our discussion with Sony Interactive Entertainment regarding a full refund for gamers who had purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store and want a refund at this time. All companies, all copies of the game previously purchased digitally on PlayStation Store remain available for use by their respective buyers. Gamers can still buy physical versions of the game in retail and mail order stores. All copies, whether digital or physical, will continue to receive support and updates from the company. It's unclear when Sony plans to return CD or Cyberpunk 2077 to the PlayStation Store. The company's note says the game will be unavailable in its digital format, quote, until further notice, end quote. It's also not clear if Microsoft plans to similarly. This was an older article, by the way. It did. Uh, Microsoft did yank this game from the digital store and offer full refunds. Um, all digital and physical copies of the game will continue to receive support and updates and PlayStation owners can still buy physical copies of Cyberpunk quote we are working hard to bring Cyberpunk back to the PlayStation store as soon as possible end quote says CD Projekt Red CD Projekt Red is also committed to releasing patches to improve Cyberpunk 2077 the company has already released one post-launch update on December 13th 
In a, in a December 13th statement, the studio said, another update is, quote, coming within the next seven days, end quote. Uh, it's been seven days now. I have not heard anything. More significant patches are planned for January and February. Quote, together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last-gen consoles, end quote, the company said. All right, Brian, that was a lot. You own this game, correct? Yes. Um, I, I need to know your impressions. You're playing on the Series S. Yep. Um, how, how is it running for you? It runs fine. Interesting. Like there, I haven't, I haven't experienced any, any crashes. I've experienced a few visual hitches mm-hmm. here and there. Like I bring out a weapon and the weapon's not in my hand. But then mm-hmm. I just switch and then switch it back and it, and it's fine shortly after that. So, I mean, I have things like that, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's for, as far as my experience goes, and I've also played not a whole lot of it, just given kind of where I'm at right now and kind of all the things that are going on. I haven't really played a ton of it. However, um, from what I have played, mm-hmm. it, it is not, it is, it is not, I've had, I've experienced very little to almost no issues on my end. Whereas one of my housemates who I actually bought it for them on their PlayStation 4 have experienced tons of problems. Right. And so and so and so there's a lot there's a lot that goes into this. Um was the pressure that CD Project Red received uh, was the project what was the pressure that CD Project Red received from users and investors and studios forced them to release the game knowing that it wasn't quite ready yet um, before the end of 2020. Is this just a bigger indictment on just how poor the hardware and the last gen consoles were? Um, there's, there's a lot, there's, so there's, there's a lot of those types of questions mm-hmm. that, that, that pop up in my head. Um, there was an article that was released earlier this week that said that CD Projekt re- kind of put the last gen consoles on the back burner while they were producing the uh while while they were delaying and trying to get the game ready to to be mm-hmm. made and then CD project obviously came out and stated that that was not the case that they that they were well aware of the work that needed to be done um which is so, just scummy if that's true yeah and i don't think it's true because i mm-hmm. remember when they delayed it to December, they said that they wanted to make sure that the game was ready to go on last gen consoles. That was specifically the reason they delayed it and they were mm-hmm. working on it. And clearly, it needed more work. Um, mm-hmm. We could have probably waited another month or two. Um, but I think people were just getting frustrated with the delays. Um, and CD Projekt has done a really good job, which is something I'm, I'm surprised that no one's really talking about. They've done a really good job at trying their best to offer the customer service that we know from them to be so good. Um, They have been offering refunds. They have been just telling people like, look, if you're not happy, if you're not happy with your experience, get a refund, get Mm -hmm. your money back. And we're going to try to fix the game. My, yeah, I agree. My issue is mainly that they released the game knowing how buggy it was. When, if they wanted to hit the release date, they could have released it on PC only. And, you know, that would have, or PC and next-gen only. 
and that would have been, you know, that would have sucked for some people, but at least it wouldn't have gotten this. Like, it would have been a lot easier to handle press-wise. There's, there's no next-gen version of the game. Exactly, you yeah. You just release it on next-gen only. The next-gen version doesn't even exist yet. You're right, and so that's why that's why it should have been a PC only release, and maybe hold the console release until it was fully baked until like February, maybe March. Yeah, um, that would have that would have pissed people off even more. I think. See, he's he's the would it have though? Yes, a hundred percent, because the majority of the people that are playing this game are playing it via console, mm -hmm. not not PC. So they wouldn't have recouped the money that they would have they, they wouldn't recoup the money to 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 make and distribute the game um through, through sales if they had been transparent and said hey this game's not running how we want it to run how you expect it to run on console if we release it now and it's a garbage fire you'll be mad but if we release it on PC PC players can play it and Reviewers could have been honest about it. I mean, I don't know if you watched any of the reviews when the embargo was lifted, but the embargo was only like halfway lifted. They couldn't even show their own footage. Well, the, the weird thing was that all of the reviews were reviewed via PC. All yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so granted... With CD Projekt footage, because they couldn't take their own right. footage. Right, and then, then, the, then the last generation console releases came out later. Mm -hmm. And they weren't, and they weren't very good. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know why people are surprised by that. Mm -hmm. The last generation consoles hardware is not very good, especially it's as not. the life cycle has gone on. So I don't know why people were expecting a game to the scale of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven to run efficiently and look good on mm -hmm. PlayStation Four and Xbox One. I don't know why people weren't expecting there to be problems there were problems with the witcher 3 so like we know we know that cd project games tend to be released and they and they tend to have some bugs here and there um this this is now this is pretty bad even on pc there there are bugs and so yeah it's bugs. not perfect on pc it just yeah, runs a lot better right so i don't i don't think that they they were in a lose-lose because yeah. they were in a lose-lose because people people would have been angry if they would have delayed the game again and then probably not bought it because they were frustrated. Why is the game being delayed if it's the only reason the game's being delayed is because it's not ready or blah 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 blah. And CD Projekt has always been a we will release the game when it's done studio. Mm -hmm. And they went against that this time, I think, because of the pressure that was put on them by just the video gaming community like they they've delayed it for yeah times in this calendar year alone in a lot of ways like with to that point it's like kind of on us that they not like literally us but us the gaming community um that it was released on on time um before it was ready like i mean it's also on them for announcing the game nearly a decade ago and building hype over a decade. Um, and just, I mean, they didn't really build hype. They showed like some logos and stuff like that, but then they started to build hype 2019 E3 and the, the hype train would just took off from there. And 
then it was like all the speculation and all this stuff and it's going to be the most amazing thing and like oh it's going to come out in april thank goodness oh it's going to come out in september um cool oh it's actually going to come out alongside the xbox series x heck yeah that's amazing uh oh wait no wait now it's in december but that's cool december that's a great time for a game to be released um oh no it's released and it runs like shit on my playstation uh maybe here's here's the thing here's the thing about all of this they will patch the game Mm -hmm. it will be fine and then people will buy it and play it again one of the things that i have noticed in video games going forward have just been this way it's almost like a bad move Mm -hmm. to buy a game day one now just with the state of video games at the size that they are made at that's true like 90 percent of the time yeah yeah like like 90 percent of the time buying buying a game on day one is a bad idea uh day zero patches are a thing Mm -hmm. day day one patches you almost get day zero patches and day one patches with with the release of a game Mm um so you Obviously, they 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 release the game and then they then they then they fix the stuff that's that's going on as best they can um, shortly after the game itself is released. There was a day zero patch released for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and there was a day one patch. Well, the the day zero patch was a day one patch. They've mm-hmm. since released two separate hot fixes: hot fix one point zero four and one point zero five for PlayStation and Xbox. Mm-hmm. In addition to those things, they're scheduling to release a huge patch in January and a huge patch in February. And by that point, they're saying that the game should. It's uh, it's it's a it's a weird kind of it's it's a weird kind of thing going on right mm-hmm. now with the game. But um, we're gonna we're gonna have to just wait and see. Um, the launch you know- wasn't great though. You know what's a fun fact is that the game runs well on Stadia. Mm. And, I mean, having access to Stadia, like I have the Stadia controller, um, I have, well, technically they're at Erica's house, and I gave them to Erica, but she has a Chromecast Ultra that I can use with my Stadia controller. Mm-hmm. So... um I'm really thinking about getting Cyberpunk on Stadia. If I get it at all, I'm looking to see what kind of money I get for Christmas. It's a great game. It is. Yeah, and I want to play it. I really do. It's a fantastic game, but it, you, people should wait until it's... and people, people should either go ahead and upgrade their hardware, so get, get a, get a Xbox Series X or S or a PlayStation 5 and then play mm-hmm. it, or they should just wait until like March or, or there was this deal. I don't know if it's still a thing. If you buy stadia, if you buy cyberpunk on stadia, you get the stadia pro for free, which comes with the controller and the Chromecast ultra. Um, so you could do that. That's probably the cheapest way to play the game without like literally you would just buy the game and it would come with that stuff. Um, that's probably the cheapest way and best way to play the game right now if you have just a base PlayStation 4 and are really hankering to play this game. Yeah. Um, however, 
your point is very valid too. Like, you know, these people might just want to wait until it's updated for their console. Yeah. I, I think it's just going to have to be one of those mm-hmm. just, just wait, wait things. Um, this is not like the, the, the launch wasn't great mm-hmm. for the game, but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily detract from the quality of the game itself. Um, however, I, I'm I'm interested to see what CD Projekt does, kind of coming forward, moving forward from this moment. The launch is over. Everybody has been frustrated. People have gotten their money back, um, or at least have been trying to get their money back. Um, mm-hmm. Going forward from here, how will they lean into their heavy like customer first mentality with what they do going forward um in my mind with with as bad as the launch has been and um how many people have been clamoring to get refunds and stuff i think that they should make every single piece of dlc from this point forward free Uh um because because you if you want people to enjoy your game and you're working super hard at it um i think i think you should i think you should continue to Mm -hmm. push and any, any other extra stories and stuff that you want people to experience, just don't have them pay for them. Um, people are going to already have a hard time making a decision on whether or not they want to pay for the game itself. Right. Even the launch. That, so, that just sucks for the devs themselves, like the individual like programmers and artists that were on this game. Because, like, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about how... Um, $60 in and of itself doesn't necessarily cover the amount of the game that's made like it pre-orders were like what 8 million copies or something like that so that's like a lot that's a hit game and yeah i'd be willing to bet that if if the launch was good if it was a good launch um you would have easily had another two to four million by christmas by the end of the year like you would have had a hit and With sixty dollars, that's still like a pretty, pretty good, you know, chunk of change. You got to think of the advertising that they did for it, and all the people that they have to pay. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what twelve million times sixty is, and I don't know how many people work for CD Projekt Red. I don't know what the salaries are of the higher ups. Like, I don't know the salaries of anyone there, but I, you got to think that $60 is only a good price for a game. If you're selling those kind of numbers. Yeah. And that's why game prices are going up next gen, right? Like, I mean, we see it already. Games are like $70 and it's, it's about time game prices go up. TBH. Um, they've been $60 since the Xbox 360 days. Um, maybe even the Xbox, the OG Xbox days. Um, and I mean, the, the value of the dollar continues to decrease, but games stay at $60. Um, I personally only ever buy games day one. Not only, it's not a strict rule, but most often if I'm buying a game day one, it's a Nintendo game. Speaking that, of which, mm-hmm. did you uh did you buy the original Fire Emblem? I did. I also did. I bought it, and I recently bought uh Hades as well. 
I've I've been meaning to play Hades. Um, yeah, mo- for the most part, I'm really only excited about not only because I mean last year I got I got uh Jedi Fallen Order day one. Yeah, not uh, a mistake. Not a mistake at all. Can't wait for <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order two. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for Respawn to reboot the Bounty Hunter game. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> take take thirteen thirteen and reskin it. Um, Star Wars fourteen fourteen. Those cowards need to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Not the cowards that respawn. The cowards at EA. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, all this all this to say, I if I had any like final thoughts. I still heavily support CD Projekt Red as a as a developer in a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, they they worked really hard on Cyberpunk for a really long time, and it's just a shame that kind of their like tour de force, like the biggest game that they've ever that they've ever released, mm-hmm. has experienced these types of problems. Um, they built up such a good reputation over the past few years, and people are kind of trying to tear it tear it down a little bit over the span of like a week. Um, but they they are still working hard, especially on Twitter, just being very open and honest with people about about things in regards to the game. And um, yeah, time will time will tell what, what happens for it with Cyberpunk 2077. My hope is that people will be able to have it at a place where they can truly enjoy the game for how marvelous it is um, because part of the gaming experience, part of the game experience is not just the contents of the story itself, but it's also how well the game runs. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to make sure that that's, that that's in order. And if it runs and sometimes if the story is really, really, really good, um, people accept a couple hitches here and there and just kind of move past those. I mean, that's what people have done with the elder scrolls games for so long. Those games have always been super mm-hmm. buggy, but they love they love the story, so they love the story and the freedom. So they just kind of let it let it pass, let it be. So, um, yeah, I I'm excited to see what happens going forward. It'll be a really good story to follow. If you're if you're like into into gaming and into kind of following the studio and see what they do going forward from here. So, we'll see what happens. Brent, I think we've talked about this ad nauseum. Shall we go to our games of 2020? Yeah. Yes. I was looking. Here's my question for you, Brian. I have five games on my list right now. Do you think that's enough? That's a, that's a hard one. Because 2020 has been an incredible year. I know. I know. I would say yes. Um, I was actually looking through the months. Um, We had games like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot come out in January, um, which I have played and I thoroughly enjoy it's a lot of fun um i'm trying to think there was uh anything particular in february 
Metro Redux came to the Nintendo Switch. Um, I know March was a really big month for games. We had the Mystery Dungeon reboot mm-hmm. early March. Ori and the Will of Wisps came out March 11th. Um, we had Animal Crossing New Horizons come out March 20th. Doom Eternal come out the same day. Um, we had um, Half-Life Alex come out three days after that. And then, mm-hmm. Persona, and then Persona 5 Royal come out at the end of the month. All of those were stellar games. We had the Resident Evil 3 remake come out early April. The Final Fantasy 7 remake come out April 10th. A Gears Tactics came out April 28th. I'm trying to think what else we had. Um, was there anything in particular for um, for May? The Legendary Collection of Borderlands came to Switch, I think, in May. Mm-hmm. Um, the Outer Worlds came to Switch in June. The Last of Us Part 2 was released in June. Um, the DLC for Control was released in June on June 25th. Control was a Game of the Year winning game from last year. Uh, Paper Mario The Origami King came out in July. Ghost of Tsushima came out the same day. And Grounded was released on July 28th as well. I mean, just there's just a lot. Um, Fall Guys was released in August. Um, so that so that was his Marvel Avengers came out September 4th. And then we had a Destiny 2 um, kind of release happen in later, late September as well. Star Wars Squadrons came out October 2nd. Not all the games that I am naming were necessarily the best, but they all matter to a certain right. Um And so, yeah, Star Wars Squadrons came out in October. November, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was released November 17th. Then we had the release of the next-gen consoles as well in November. Um, and then, of course, we had Cyberpunk 2077 get released shortly after in December. So there's been there's been a lot of there's been there's been a lot of really good games that have yeah. been that have been released. Um, yeah, just a, just a lot of really good games. And and I'm like stoked to to kind of to kind of talk about these. This has been a really good year for games, but I think five is enough. So what what do you, what do you got on your list there, Aaron? One second. So I have actually two lists now. The first list is the five my five favorite games that I've played this year, and then the other list is five games that I want to play from this year but haven't played yet. All right. I'm going to start with the games that I've yet to play. Um, let's see. Uh, in no particular order of hype, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I really would love to play that game. I loved Spider-Man 2018. A very fun game. And, I mean, anything that takes that formula and just builds on it, I'm very stoked for. Um, I can play it on my PlayStation, my PlayStation 4. I uh, just haven't gone out and bought it. Um, 
Next, Crash Bandicoot 4. I love the original Crash trilogy. They're very fun. Great 3D platformers. And Crash 4 apparently is a true return to form. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh, remastered. Um, these games were very uh, lovingly uh, remastered, I think, by Vicarious Visions. Um, and they, I mean, they just reviewed really well. I love the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater franchise, and I'm glad that this game did well and reviewed well and sold well. Um, that just gives me hope for the future of the franchise. Like, Bryant Skater games are on their way back, you know? Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Um, next is a game that I also technically could play right now, I just haven't, is The Pathless. Um, that game looks like a lot of fun. It gives me a little bit of Breath of the Wild vibes. Um, and it just looks like a great, like, open world kind of puzzly platformer action game. I I don't know. I don't know how to describe what it makes me feel, but it's like, I, I can't wait to play that. Um, and then next is a game that we've talked a lot about today already, Brian, and that's Cyberpunk 2077. Those are the top five games that I want to play that were released this year. And I was wondering, do you have a similar list? I do. I I just have kind of like spotted a few a few games kind of in my mind of like what I would like, like what I'd like to play. Um, interestingly enough, a lot of these games are. Uh, like a lot of these games are um a lot of them are PlayStation exclusives, so I probably won't get to play them, but I'd still love to. Mm-hmm. Um so the first one that I in no particular order, the first one that I like to play is Ghost of Tsushima. Um what a I mean it just what a fantastic looking game. It might be one of those where I uh where I just end up kind of taking a cheeky little look at a Lex at a Let's Play um, and just kind of, because I don't, I mean, could I buy a PlayStation 5 right now? Yes. Should I? No. So, uh, so it's just one of those things where I'm really interested to see um, just how, how Sucker Punch did, did that game. It got, it got such great reviews and I'm really interested to see um, how it continues to, to move forward. Um, it's, it's one thing to watch a game be played and, and see its quality, but it's just another to have it right in front of you, just feel the tightness of the controls and to be able to see just how everything works out that way. So Ghost of Tsushima is high on my list. Uh, I have I have a Switch game that I have knocked around back and forth in my head on whether or not I would play it, and I think I might actually have to pick it up at some point. Um, it's Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um kind of the hack and slash formula of uh, a Breath of the Wild kind of spinoff taking place in that story. Um, really interested to see kind of the storyline of like the war that led up to what happened, like where, where, the, where the state of Hyrule is during Breath of the Wild. Um, and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is, has gotten incredible reviews. 
so I'm really interested to see how that how that game works out as well. Um, I'm interested in playing Star Wars Squadrons. I, I like it. It doesn't look like a game that would interest me long term, but it is one that I am interested in kind of giving kind of giving a look at. Um, and plus, I love Star Wars. So, and if you have watched wise cast for long enough you would know how much i love star wars um, <laughs> the remake of demon souls is up there i i mean aaron knows this i am a huge like soul series fan um i love dark souls i love i, I own i own the dark all the dark souls remastered i i have um i have sekiro which is in that same kind of frame of game um, and Demon Souls is one of those that I was never able to play because it was only released via Sony. So I would love to be able to play that um, as well. I've also been able to play a little bit of Bloodborne, which is a lot of fun. Um, I, I really want to play Fall Guys. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It looks fun. No one really talks about Fall Guys anymore. It was like hot for like a month and not so much now. Hashtag thanks Among Us. <laughs> so, so I'm really interested in 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 that one as as well. There were there were a few more. I say one more uh, that I that I had. I'm trying to remember. I've like talked about all of these. Among Us was going to be on my list, but I actually started playing that, and it's a very good game. If you have not played Among Us yet, like what, like what are you doing? Everybody's playing Among Us. Um. I guess I'll put probably put Spider-Man Miles Morales on on my list as well. Um, it might be a bit of a tie between Spider-Man Miles Morales and the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, the Final Fantasy VII remake should be coming to Xbox with at some point in 2021, so I won't have to wait too long before I'm able to get mm -hmm. my hands on that. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Hades was also going to be on my list, but I recently bought that. And Hades is one of the best games that has come out in this past year. So, um, if you like roguelikes and things like that. So, I, yeah. Mine would be a tie between Spider-Man Miles Morales and the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, a lot of Sony exclusives. But here I am playing an Xbox. What am I doing with my life, right? <laughs> Brent, I'm going to share with you my games of the year that I've played. Um, the... Only two of these games are like beatable slash winnable. Um, like that has a story that you can complete. Um, the others are like genres that I don't typically play. I mean, one of them is a, a genre that I play all the time, but it's like just completely different than any other in its genre. But I'll I'll stop tantalizing you and go on with the list. Again, in no particular order. Ghost of Tsushima. It's beautiful. I, I have a I have a base PlayStation 4, but um with a slim can play in HDR and I've been playing in HDR and it's beautiful, Brian. It is one of the prettiest games that I've ever seen. Um and of course, I'm playing in Japanese with English subtitles because I feel like that's how you have to play it. Unless you speak Japanese, then why would you need 
English subtitles unless you're trying to learn English. Um, but at that point, why wouldn't you play it in English with Japanese subtitles? I'm not going to yeah. overthink it. Uh, the next one is Dreams. And Brian, we haven't talked about much about Dreams since the spring when it came out. Dreams a whole lot. Um, but folks, Dreams is a game where you can create games and movies and art in said game and share it with the internet and you can play other people's creations it is so much fun and i'm i'm sad that i haven't picked it up more this year but i i've put probably 20 hours into it and it's a lot of fun and it makes my list because it's just so creative and i'm looking forward to seeing what uh the devs do with the new playstation 5 hardware because it is confirmed to get a uh, being backwards compatible for PlayStation 5, and it also, I think, is going to get a PlayStation 5 update. Um, so that's very exciting. Uh, Dreams is fantastic. I've played a lot of funny um, fan-made games on there, and it's just, it's it's so fun. Um, someone made an Avatar The Last Airbender um, action game in there. It's It's only like one level, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, next is Fall Guys. Um, Fall Guys is the game that I was talking about. It's like kind of outside of my comfort zone a little bit, but it's a battle royale, but it's like a party game battle royale, which is really weird, but it's a lot of fun and it's infuriating and it's everything that you saw during the month of August. (laughs) Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I just really commend. Um. Oh crap! Who's the publisher? Dude, hold on. Oh you, my gosh! What? Mediatonic. Mediatonic. Yes. Mediatonic. They're the. Yeah, there's a developer and Revolver. Revolver Digital is the publisher. Um, I. Devolver, I I commend them both for just an incredible launch. They they've done everything that they can to keep interest up. Um, it was definitely a fad game during August, but um, you know, I think that the hardcore player base is still there. I'm sure it ha- I'm sure it still has a bunch of players. Um, but it got overtaken by my next game on the list, Among Us. Um, it is a video game version of a social deduction game, and I love those kind of games. I mean, you know that. Like, I love Secret Hitler. I love One Night Werewolf. I love Mafia. I I love social deduction games, and just someone making a video game out of that is genius. Absolutely genius. Um, the crazy it, thing is that. Was released like two years ago, but mm-hmm. rose to popularity in 2020 because of Twitch. Um, yeah. A, I believe, Brazilian streamer um, just randomly started playing it, and you know that it blew up from there. And the rest is history. It like pretty much any award that a mobile game could win at the Game Awards, it won. Yep. And I mean. It's a team of like what three or four people 
that made this game, and they are just rolling in cash now. Yeah, they're killing it. Congrats. And, uh, they only charge $5 for um, the Steam version or Switch. It just came to Switch. Yeah. Um, it's free on mobile, but if you want to pay a dollar to get rid of ads, you can. But the ads are very unobtrusive. They're prob- probably the best mobile game with ads I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's very fun, and it's cross-platform. So, like, if you had it on Switch and I have it on Steam and Erica has it on her phone, we can all play the same game, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's just really funny. It leads to really funny moments, especially with streamers who, who, you know, have big personalities anyways. It's just, it's a lot of fun and I haven't played as much recently, but I, I've definitely played it more recently than I've played Fall Guys or Dreams and it's just, it's so much fun. And lastly is Bryant. I think it's my game of the year. Um, my personal game of the year. I know I said this was not in any particular order but that's for the first four this this one is just at the top for me and that is bug fables um it was actually released on steam late last year but it came to switch this year so i'm counting it um it came to switch in may and i hadn't heard of it until my brother you guys know him friend of the show um alex weiss told me that a that a Paper Mario spiritual successor was coming, and I love Paper Mario. You love Paper Mario. This game just ticked all the boxes for me. It's funny. The combat's fun. The story's good. Um, there's a lot to do in it. Um, it's the only game that I've ever wanted to 100%. I haven't done it, but it's the only game that I've ever wanted to. And... You know, I'm thinking about starting it again just to do another playthrough because the characters were that good. And there's supposed to be DLC coming out for it. I think COVID might have screwed up those plans. I don't know when the DLC is coming out, but I'm very much looking forward to returning to this game, looking forward to the DLC, looking forward to the second game in the series. And it's just, it's so fun. Um, If you're a fan of the Paper Mario series or any of the Mario RPGs, um, I recommend it. Um, it gives just the best vibes. No, no room for Animal Crossing: New Horizons on your list. I'm not a new. I'm not an Animal Crossing guy. I just I realized that when getting this game, I've tried my best. I'm just the only game that's even kind of similar to Animal Crossing that I just love is Minecraft, and it's not even that similar. Yeah, because I know you you beat you used Stardew Valley at all. Very similar. I, I played for a good amount of time. Um, it's closer to Harvest Moon than it is to Animal Crossing. Yeah, and you know, there's something about those like life sim games that I just I it just doesn't do it for me. Fair. And I think the thing about Minecraft that does do it for me, actually, I can't pinpoint that. I have no idea why I like Minecraft. I I mean it. I, I everything on paper says that I shouldn't like Minecraft, but I love it. So fair. That's fair. Yeah. So if I had to choose my my top five, I would say my four are in no particular order, but my number one would probably be my personal mm-hmm. like, game of the year. Um, all of these games are incredibly high quality, and all of them should be played. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I really like my number one. So um, in no particular order, from five to two, I Fall Guys, again, just one of those funny Battle Royale games that are just kind of skinned in this, like, cute slash kind of weird looking art style of whatever the Fall Guys are. And um, it's just a fun game to just... I've had more fun watching people play Fall Guys than I have actually getting the opportunity to play Fall Guys. Um, I hope that it comes to Xbox here soon because I would love to play it with the Xbox community. Um, I think it would, it would function really well um, on controller. Not all games that... Um, and, and it has functioned well on PlayStation. So um, mm -hmm. not all games that typically come from PC to consoles um, trans transfer over well. Um, some do, but not all. Mm -hmm. uh, all guys would be one of those. It's just a really easy, chill game. Uh, I also I almost put a Tetris effect on my list um, for for next gen. Um, I love Tetris, and Tetris effect is gorgeous, mm -hmm. like stunningly gorgeous. Um, if you have a chance to to play it. It's yeah, it's very well made for 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 a Tetris game. I've played a lot of it so far, um, but that's not on my list. Um, next is fight the Final Fantasy VII remake. It ticks all the nostalgia boxes for me and was done very very well. So popular that um, it brought Sephiroth to the gallery of characters on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate yep. this year, um, and they are and I think COVID has kind of halted their release of the next kind of pieces of the game going forward because um, it was going to be released in stages. Yeah. But um, but I, I'm looking forward to being able to get my hands on that and to be able to play it on my Xbox. Um, I do have Animal Crossing New Horizons on my, on my list. Um, it's just one of the games that I think people needed in 2020. Um, it came out at a really good time, right around the time when lockdowns were happening around the world, um, and people started. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that people, that the the switch shortage that happened, was very closely tied to to the release of this game. Um, people have sunk tons and tons of hours. I've seen very very creative aspects of things. Um, that people have done. I've seen a guy um, create an entire world from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on his island on Animal Crossing, and mm -hmm. all of his friends were playing, and they all the characters were dressed like the characters in the manga. Um, just that that level of creativity is is really is really really cool. Um, and I've had a blast playing it playing it myself. I haven't played it as much. As of late, but I did sink quite a bit of time into it early on. Last of Us Part Two is not my game of the year, but it's it's darn close. Um, it was Aaron and I talked about this on Weisscast earlier on in the summer when we were kind of really critical of, of Metacritic's kind of scoring formats, how they mm -hmm. allowed people to to kind of crush a game without even playing enough of it. Um, and I think that people at Metacritic realize, no, this game is actually really good, and we should make sure that people can't just, like, destroy the game before they even play the whole thing. 
Um, there's not better, in my opinion, for for games that have come out this year. There have not been better performances. There have not been better voice acting. There's not been a better story um, than than The Last of Us Part Two. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Um, is is that good? But my personal top game of 2020 is Hades. Um, it is a very easy, low ball introduction into the roguelike um, kind of genre of games. Games like Dead Cells, obviously Rogue is is in there as well. Um, and and I'm I have been playing that a little bit recently here on my Switch, um, and I have had a blast playing this game. It's it's very fun. The controls are tight and they 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 work really well. Um, and the story is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliantly written story. Um, it's 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 it ticks a lot of boxes for me, um, especially as a guy who likes roguelikes. The first roguelike I started playing within the last few years was Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. Dead Cells is a fantastic game, but it's super hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hades is a lot a lot more forgiving than than Dead Cells is, and it still ticks all the roguelike boxes. You're still gonna die a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just part of the genre, but. Um, they they are they do things in a way that allows you to continue to progress forward. So those are my those are my top five from from 2020. Leaving out games like Spider Man, Miles Morales, Ghost of Tsushima, Half Life, Alex. Like the list can go on. Well, yeah, released um, this year. But yeah, very 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 happy with um with what 2020 gave us from video game from a video game perspective. Speaking of video games, Bryant. Do we want to do video game 20 questions? This this has been a long episode already. Or do we want to talk about movies next week and then do we each do a 20 questions? Yeah, let's do that. That sounds good. All right. Cool. Today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the outro, was brought to you by Weiss Camera Action. And I'm so sorry, but I keep off real quick and I have to mute myself. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a windscreen on my mic, and it sheds, and I think I inhaled part of it. So, about Weiss camera action. Do you like being entertained? Yes. Do you like movies? I love movies. Brian, I have the podcast for you. Weiss camera action is officially almost done with its second series. And about to take a break and then going into its third series each week, my brother, Alex, my girlfriend, Erica, and I watch a movie from either a series or a director's filmography, review it, and rank it amongst its peers. That being said, we are almost done with the Santa Claus Cinematic Universe. This week, we are reviewing the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause, and... It will be posted on Christmas Day. Uh, the series is the next series is being up for vote on Instagram and Twitter. We just had a tie. Bryant had a very interesting tiebreaker idea, and 
I really like it. So I'll ask Erica and Alex about that. The show lends itself to a lot of banter and comedy. Be sure to catch it every Friday on podcast services around the globe. Back to the outro. Bryant, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BKStinson08. You can find me, your host, Aaron Weiss, on Instagram and Twitter at The Weiss is Right. Find Weisscast at Weisscast. Go to www.weisscast.com for all things Weisscast. The site will be updated this break. It's been a really good episode, Brian. I'm very excited to edit and post it today. And until next week, ladies and germs, enjoy this outro song of a remixed version of some Mario Winter music. We'll catch you next week. Bye.